Before we get to today's show, we here at the Atomic Podcast would like to pay tribute with a 10-bell salute to those that we lost in the year 2016. What a few honorable mentions at the end. Take a listen. I was pregnant in jail. I thought I was going to have a baby and the baby would never be with me, but I was acquitted a month and three days before Tupac was born. I was real happy because I had a son. can reveal things that you will never see by yourself. Call me now for your free tarot reading.
see no black except Wesley Snipes. Now that motherfucker, Wesley be fucking in some movies, man. He must have that shit in his contract. Am I, am I fucking? Okay, I'm in the motherfucker. I ain't fucking, I ain't been in the simulation by way of mobile devices welcome to another exciting episode of the atomic podcast welcome back to another exciting edition of the atomic podcast with your host even guzman today even special guests are the proprietors of sabotage wrestling ryan and melissa cervantes ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages i have here ryan and melissa cervantes how are you guys doing today pretty good pretty good it's a 
<laughs> oh man, she gave me the extra cough. Uh, first of all, Melissa, let me just say, um, um, welcome back, congratulations in Japan, and um, I'm sure you probably talked about it before, but um, to everybody out there who hasn't heard, how was Japan for you? It was absolutely amazing. It was really fun. It was. Uh, I learned a lot the second time around, and um, I don't know. I was I was pretty scared, but um, but it was just like everybody blew my expectations away. The fans, the promoters, everybody. Mm. Okay. What do you mean scared? Scared in what way? Just scared of leaving for... You know, like, that first time I, I was new and like I had a concussion. I was struggling a lot with money. You know, it was difficult. But um, this time, definitely. Um, you know, I came prepared. I already knew my ways around. I was more open to like meet new people. And I, mm -hmm. I did a lot of um, networking and, and like the fans... Just like as soon as I got there, they were like, "Oh, let's hang out." So I did a lot of traveling, yeah. and it was different. It was definitely different. Oh, and um, how was it with your partner, Holly Dead? Like, how 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 did you guys? You know, she was basically your your ring, you know, ring friend, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. You know, she was basically everything wrapped up into one with you out there. So, how was it being with her out there? It was just being married. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to ask because I know this is going to happen down in Jersey, but, uh, you know, I've been the one and I, I appreciate you putting my name out there campaigning for you versus Sonia Strong, Mexico versus Puerto Rico, um, Felix Tito Trinidad versus Fernando Vargas. Now you two guys are going to go at it in Jersey. Um, how did this come about and how do you feel about actually going to face Sonia Strong now? Uh, well, Evan asked, that was the one that I contacted to let him know that I, that we wanted to go there. Yeah, um, and then he started working his magic. The yeah. only thing was that you know because it's January, it's a difficult time for bookings because it's, slow, it's snowing and stuff like that. Uh -huh. But I, like honestly, I, again, I was not expecting some of these matches. Like you know, I like Sonya Strong. I, 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 we've been talking about it for a long time, so <clears throat> I'm excited about that. And then like I'm, I get to face Jazz too, so it's like whoa, like you know, it's big matches. Yeah, you got a double whammy right there, you know, so I wish you the best of luck coming to the East Coast, and, you know, you're going to get a lot of that East Coast love once you go back to, you know, New York, New Jersey connection area, you know, they they love Thunder Rosa, and I can't wait for them to see you. I can't wait to meet a lot of the fans and to get to know the area, i never been there. Man, you're going to love it, you're going to love it. And Brian, how you doing, brother? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Just got up work. Ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is ha, has is this your first time you're actually talking on a podcast? Um, I believe I might have. First time I was actually interviewed. I think Mel was doing a podcast one time, and someone asked me a question <laughs> or two, but nothing, nothing like uh, full on. Oh, okay. So, um, what what basically attracted you to wrestling? Has you have you always been a wrestling fan or or all your life? Oh, yeah, I've been a wrestling fan since I grew up in Houston. Um, used to watch Houston Wrestling on mm -hmm. Friday nights on Channel 39. Uh, that was a Paul Bosch Promotions. Um, you know, they had all the old school wrestlers in there. Um, I also was a, um, somewhat of a WWF fan. Yeah. You know, I probably watched the, the big shows. Um, you know, the WrestleManias, of course, Survivor Series, Royal Rumbles. I always enjoy the Royal, Royal Rumbles. Mm-hmm. And I became like a, um, kind of like a WCW fan in the mid-90s. And then, of course, when the Monday Night Wars happened, you know, I used to have um, parties over my house and everyone 
used to come over and compare WCW and WWF. Uh, did you do the nitro parties that Lee Marshall used to host on TV? He was like, everybody's having a, a, a nitro party. Come over to this person's house. That like everybody just came to your house, like bring foods and snacks. And then did you like ch- on channel surf from WCW to WWE? Um, actually, I had two TVs. So oh. had, my friend, uh, friend Stewart, he got me hooked back on wrestling. So I used to work at Six Flags, and I lived right across the street from Six Flags. And I remember specifically, I used to take Mondays off, and mm-hmm. everyone used to come to my house. So sometimes we'd have like 10, 20, 30 people at my house, and one one part of the room would have WWF on, and then um, I was more of a WCW fan back then. Okay. Pretty much until like Stone Cold started to get big, and then once Stone Cold started to get big, I started to switch over. It was a, it was a must to have uh, Monday night parties over at my house, and then of course on uh, pay-per-views, we pretty much got every pay-per-view everyone pitched in i think they were like 40 50 bucks back then and then you know everyone ended up paying a dollar or two because how many people would show up well you didn't have the um illegal hot box back then oh no no we did it straight <laughs> up <the right> way. <laughs> okay you paid for it that's good that's good yeah, um um, um, so basically, um, how did you and Melissa, a.k.a. Cobra Moon, a.k.a. Thunder Rosa, met? How, how did you guys meet? Actually, um, we used to work together, um, and we were pretty, pretty good friends at work, um, and one thing led to another, and, you know, we started dating, and then, you know, from there, it was history. It was about you pay a big price for me. <laughs> <laughs> that it- lost a lot of weight to be with me. Wow, that's that's a big commitment right there. It's crazy because you know you you ended up being a wrestling fan and you know you married a wrestler. So like a lot of like guys out there have hopes now. Like, hey, if he could do it, I can do it too. You know, so that's that's. that's, that's <laughs> she wasn't even really a wrestling fan at that point. I pretty much kind of like got her into the wrestling. I mean, she would watch it some with her cousins, but but I would never pay attention to it. Yeah, she, even when we first started together, um, it was pretty much like, it was one of those, like, kind of force you to watch it. She'd be sitting there watching with me, and then then we started inviting some of her friends over, because I was still into the, let's order the pay-per-view, you know? And then yeah. all of her friends would come over, and then she started to really, started to get into it. I don't think it was until uh, WrestleMania 25 that one of my friends, Stuart, he had tickets for her, so we went to Houston, and then um, from there, she just fell in love with, like, uh, I think it was like Shawn Michaels mostly, and you know, um, um, Sheldon Benjamin. You know, they, they had like a one of those money matches. in the bank matches. That was crazy. You know, from there she was hooked. Oh, uh, so she liked it more like the athletic type wrestlers like usually Shawn Michaels and um, Shelton Benjamin. They're both like technically gifted athletes, so she liked it more of the technical aspect from it, right, Melissa? Uh, okay, and um, so you know, you guys have been together for a while now. Yeah, ten years now. Only ten years. Ten years. I asked Melissa this alone, but since you both are together, um, for people who are myself are married, I'm sure other people out there who are married, what are your your guys together? What is what is the key to a good marriage? Uh, communication. Communication. Your wife cooks it. each other and you communicate with each other you don't really have to hide anything because you pretty much keep uh you know keep it honest and keep it real and you know tell each other how you feel and you'll be able to last you know yeah yeah i know because you know 
a lot of people have different situations and you know basically communication is the key so that's that's totally totally understandable you know because there's not a lot of communication involved with a lot of people at times but you know everybody has different philosophies on it but communication is usually the most things that i hear so that's very good to hear um brian brian um there's you know so many different like there's different female promotions out there. You have your own promotion, Sabotage Wrestling. Um, you have events coming up um, Saturday, February the 18th. Um, tell the people out there. I talk to a lot of Sabotage people who are involved, like Donovan Troy, Delilah Doom. Um, give me, so you know, since you are the man behind Sabotage, tell me how this brainchild of yours came about and um, what do you want, how you want this to be different from different promotions that are out there. Basically, it kind of fell on our fell on our lap because of uh, a stardom show was supposed to happen, and they canceled the stardom show. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I didn't want to have to look for another booking, so I was like, "Well, we're going to make sure we have a show." Okay, you know, uh, we kind of they already had the the venue set up and things like that, and you know, I just had to switch it over to us. And come up with a name for a show, and then see if I could actually get girls booked on a show, mm-hmm. which is something I always kind of like wanted to do. Yeah, and I always kind of joked around with it, joked joked around with people and say, yeah, one day I'm going to start my own promotion. Mm-hmm. And it was um, 35 days until the show was the October 7th date, and we pretty much pulled off a show. You know, it was very nerve wracking and interesting at the same time, but it was a lot of fun and. We pretty much pulled off a pretty successful show. Mm-hmm. As far as like, what is the purpose of it now? Is um, we like to highlight like girls who are not normally like noticed, and we want to bring like attention to girls on the West Coast, and then connect them mm-hmm. to other places like Japan, and you know, get get work in Mexico, and hopefully some of these girls on the West Coast get recognized, and they get bookings on the East Coast, or you no, know, who knows, Europe or. Even WWE or something like that, you know? Wait, because I can tell you when I was in Japan, people were talking about a promotion. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, like, fans that know me, they're like, oh, you and your husband have a promotion. Then the promoter will be like, you big promoter, huh? You big promoter. <laughs> so people are talking about it. I mean, definitely, we're creating a buzz because it's different, you know? We don't, <laughs> we're not trying to get... Uh, I mean, we like big names and everything, but we want to give opportunities to those who otherwise don't have those, you know. And like the difference between our our promotion and other promotions, like we are really trying to highlight the girls mm-hmm. as much as we can by either like you know putting them over on social media and like also asking for good uh, videos so they can promote themselves. Yeah, because we're not trying to promote only one person. We're trying to promote everybody at the same time. Yeah, and what I like about it also, you know, um, you have different different ranges of wrestlers and different looks. You know, no one is blonde and bronze tan. You know, no one's cookie cutter. Everyone is different. So there's some there's something for everybody. You know, like Sage Sin, Heather Monroe, Holly Dead, yourself, Thunder Rosa. You know, there's so many different type of you know, different type of flavors there with the wrestlers. Um, how did you get like the was it hard getting the girls that they wanted to do it? Did they agree to it, or was it kind of hard to like show them like, hey, look, you guys, um, would you guys want to do this? Like, how 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 hard was it to get the talent? 
I mean, it wasn't hard at all. Basically, really, I oh. think it took me about two days to fill up the whole entire roster on the first show. I actually had to turn people away because I was like, you know, I would love to book everyone in the world, but, you know, I got a certain budget I got to follow through and, mm-hmm. you know, and go from there. Uh, I'm learning, like, how to do the budgets and things like that, you know, all the work that the promoters put in. But I think I've been learning from some of the best promoters up in NorCal, you know, by helping out, like, nonstop. Since, like, 2012, I do ring crew, I do lights, I do camera. Wow. Do anything they ask me to just, to, just to learn the business as much as possible. Uh-huh. You know, so as far as running the show and everything, it was it was pretty simple. You know, as far as, like, getting it all together, getting the talent together. Um, one of the things I, I look for is people that I'm going to enjoy to work with. Yeah. You know, so... I might uh, bypass a bigger name because if you know if I if I know that those people are difficult to work with or have um, you know attitudes or cause drama, I don't I don't want to work with those type. I'd rather work with people who have great attitudes, um, want want to improve themselves, want to work for the company and improve the the company. You know, I just it's one of the things I um, strive to work with sabotage on to have a, a po- positive environment. I said you said you said um a lot of big wrestlers is it's hard to come by. Is it price wise or is it just like attitude wise? You know you don't have to name names, but oh, no, I mean we've had bigger names ask us too and things like that. But it's it's not so much that's not what I'm really looking for. I'm looking to okay. I think it's easy to put on a bunch of you know WWE superstars and fill up a house, but I'd rather it's more challenging to put 16, 20 people out there that are like. Well, I haven't really heard of her. Well, it's more interesting in that you're building a storyline and you're building stars, and that's something I'd rather do is build stars. That doesn't mean we're not going to use superstars, but it's like I'd rather create stars so those girls get out there and get noticed. These girls I know who bust their ass year in, year out, or some of them are, you know, two, three years in, but they've been busting their ass, and they just haven't found a way to get outside of that area, you know, or get noticed. And that's what I want to help do is help them get noticed yeah um and, you know I, I spend a lot of time on social media trying to promote them and you know get their names out there and get people to like their pages or twitters you know and i think a lot of them just you know are just missing that you know just getting their name out there a little bit more yeah there's a lot of them that you know if people don't follow like the independent wrestling scene there's a lot of people there's a lot of wrestlers people won't know but um a lot of them they pretty much have matches on youtube they can pretty much look at right if there's like let's say oh who's heather monroe i haven't seen her before um of the majority of the wrestlers on the roster um can they can fans see their matches on youtube yeah i'm pretty sure all of them have um you know if not a youtube page but at least if you type in their name you'll be able to find it um even on our sabotage um Facebook page and Twitter, usually we'll, we'll post one of their older matches if it's like them facing one of somebody else from the Sabotage roster, just to try to get them more attention and more, you know, their name out there. Mm. So, yeah, but um, pretty much all of them have their matches out. Uh, um, what type of match um, do you enjoy, Brian? Um, you're more into the women's matches, men's matches, like, um, or is all wrestling in general? Is there any particular, like, wrestling do you like? Um... Well, growing up, it's kind of funny because I never really watched the women's matches except for maybe. Um, but you know, having a wife that got involved in wrestling and helping her manage her career, it's caused me to like watch nothing but women's wrestling. 
you know? Uh-huh. So, like, I pretty much study and watch nothing but basically women's mes- wrestling, unless it's like Lucha Underground, but, you know, and always looking for new talent or looking for her to find locations to work or now helping out some of the other girls, finding places for them to work also. It's kind of cool because, you know, you pretty much, you know, there's... Um, for every Rite Aid and Dwayne Reed, there's a Walgreens and a Walmart. Just with, like, different organizations, you know, Sabotage is a different outlet. And, then you know, it's it's kind of cool because, you know, you already had your first show. This is, like, the second show coming up. It's almost like the embryonic stage for, um, you know, fans to venture in. And, you know, there's people who actually just like to see women's wrestling, you know. And, you know, they go to a wrestling show. Let's say they go to a regular independent show. And people actually go there just to see, who knows, let's say if your wife, the Rosa's on the card, like, they're just there to see her match as opposed to any guy matches so you know this is going to satisfy a lot of people who are just straight up women you know women's fans and you know there's people who watch wrestling wwe who love seeing women matches and people think oh because they just want to see tits and asses no that's not it you know they want to see women wrestle you know and then you know there's people who love the WNBA who don't like the nba believe it or not that's a fact so it's really cool to get you know, of these women out there and show what they can really do in the ring, you know, as a, as opposed to the men, it's, it's different, you know, it's not, you know, the, the same, you know, chair shots or whatnot. Of course there's chair shots in wrestling, but I'm just saying it's more, um, technical acrobatic or however, however you want to call it though. So it's kind of refreshing to have that now. Oh yeah. Most, def- most definitely. Um, anyone that went to the first sabotage show could tell you, you know, like all these girls gave it their best and, you know, um, everyone involved in putting this together was completely satisfied on the um, the effort they put in. You know, and I think that people want to see more of it out here on the West Coast. And, you know, um, there's other promotions that do run women's shows, but not strictly like, uh, not a female promotion like, you know, that they have in the Midwest or back East. Mm-hmm. I think that um, the time is right for it, you know? Yeah. Um, what, like... You know, there's there's people that have passion for everything. I could tell you talking about this. You have a passion for this. What is it about sabotage wrestling and like exposing the women that that you know it brought you wanting to do this? Just so um, the women could be highlighted and and showed for their skills. Like, well, well like, what what is, what is drive what is the driving force behind it? Uh, yeah, like I said, just trying to get girls recognized that. Yeah. Bust their ass all the time that just don't get the recognition they deserve. You know, because you, you go to most indie shows and you'll, you'll see a women's match on the card. It might yeah. be like five to eight minute, minute match, you know, and people cheer and then, then they move on. And, you know, but they hardly remember the match. You'll see like, oh, the top three matches of the card and the women's match won't even be recognized or, mm-hmm. you know, mentioned. Yeah. Um, it's like they're overshadowed sometimes, but with the all women's promotion, they're able to highlight what they got. They're given more time. They're you know, it's not just a five to eight minute match. You know, and they go ten, fifteen. Show people they go ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's what we want to um, establish. You know, giving them the time. Yeah, it's on them. If you give them fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes to go, they got to go though. You know. Yeah. How you think the WWE has been faring with the um, women's division? Um, have you think it's it's changing from everybody from what everybody's saying? You think the women's wrestling has gotten better now? Um, I would say women. 
women's wrestling in general. You know, I, I don't tend to watch WWE that much anymore. Okay. Mel does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, like, I, you know, I, like I told you, I watch a lot of Lucha Underground. Yeah. Um, watch it. Um, keep up with Ring of Honor. Even TNA, the, some of the women stuff on there. I think, yeah, I mean, it's always up to the promoter how they're going to promote them and how they're going to give them the time in there. But WWE does give them the time. You know, a lot of them now, mm-hmm. when you see with, like, um, Charlotte and um, Sasha Banks, you know, they're giving them 20, 30 minutes to put on a good show. Yeah. They're doing that. You know, so you got to give it up to the WWE for giving them that opportunity and letting them go at it. They're proving that they can go at it. Yeah. It's kind of funny because before, early on, you was mentioning Glow, and I guess a lot of guys and, you know, women in general were exposed to the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, and, you know, if you watch it now compared to back then, it was so, so it's like night and day now compared to the women's wrestling and Glow till, I think there was a little promotion called LPWA where it was highlighting women wrestlers as well, and I don't think, I think now is a perfect opportunity for a promotion you know, to go mainstream like that, you know, who, who, you know, who knows, probably down the line, Sabotage Wrestling could be that promotion, um, do you see, like, do you have, like, a a two-year plan, like, do you see what's gonna happen with Sabotage, because I know your first stop is LA, then Texas, like, do you see anything in the horizon in, like, the later future? I mean, I hear some people out here say, oh, oh, maybe we should strive to be the PWG of women's wrestling, you know? Wow. Um, that would that would be fine, you know. We can get to get to there, you know. At the moment, I'm just trying to survive one show at a time, and hopefully, it goes well. And we build on each show as we go, and kind of evaluate after each show. It kind of kind of is up to the fans, you know. If the fans don't show up, then it's kind of hard to keep running a promotion and be successful. Because we're trying to do everything is on our hand, you know, social media, the work on the street, talking to all the promoters, um, talking to the people in the the local community too because it's important especially if we're running in Los Angeles mm-hmm. to, to bring the community because this is you know something that we can possibly have high school symbols like groups of like uh, uh, of you know young young girls that are playing sports to be part of Sabotage too so they can mm-hmm. fundraise for their school so they can do stuff with us and that's like my personal goal in, in, in this in this for the next year to get the community involved a lot more. So this is more like a community base, and then we can also, like, travel to different places. Also, like, other promoters are interested in bringing their talent, and I'm not talking about other promoters from America. I'm talking about other promoters from other parts of the world. Uh So this will be another opportunity for all those girls in other parts that don't get the chance to be promoted out there as much that can be promoted here. So the possibilities are many. We just you know, need the right people to support the, the product. Yeah. And um, Thunder Rosa, um, with the 16 wrestlers announced on the tournament, have you wrestled every single one of those wrestlers? No. Who are you looking forward to getting in the ring with? I never wrestled uh, Maserati. I never wrestled Buggy. Raylan. Caitlin Diamond. Caitlin Diamond never wrestled her before. Yeah. Oh, wow. But she's not in the tournament, though, so... <laughs> no, I mean, I know. I'm just saying, though, like, like who, like, you know, because she's wrestled, all, you know, from Japan all over the world. Like, you know, I'm sure she would want to get her hands on one of the, some of these ladies out there because a lot of these ladies are great 
in the independent scene. And, you know, a lot of them, you know, made appearances in WWE too, cameo appearances. So this is, you know, this is really cool if, you know, Thunder Rosa against any one of them would be great. Or, you know, it was Round Robin, you know, um, Caitlin Diamond, Heather Monroe, Holly Dead. You know, you against Holly Dead for, you know, another time would be great too. So um, I'm sure fans will get a kick out of it. Um, Sabotage has, you know, you're doing, you're promoting this like Don King, man. You're like all over the place from Twitter to Facebook, everywhere. You're doing, you know, you're, you're highlighting these girls and the focus is on the women and the focus is on wrestling. Um, how would you describe yourself behind the scenes? Like, are you really like a, like a, a hard dictator or you're just like a mellow dude? Like, how are you like with the girls? With the girls, I, I would like to think that I'm pretty laid back and, you know, just kind of like give them a, what we want and let them go with it. You know, they're all professionals. So I don't think you need to dictate to them a lot of stuff. Just got to give them a little guidance and what, what you want to see out of the show and have them deliver. You know, you give them the platform and they got to deliver. Yeah. Basically, you know, I think that's on any, any stage that, you know, people like to work like that. They don't want to be dictated and they don't want to be, you know, uh, you got to have your hair a certain way. You got to have this and that, you know, I'm, I'm not that type of guy don't think I ever will be. Um, I I wouldn't be ris- rum, remiss if I didn't ask you. Um, how is the voice Donovan Troy gonna factor in this? With, with him, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know. He's a punk. They have love hate relationship, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I had him on the last show, and he said a lot of good things about you guys, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a great manager. Um, he, he knows what he wants, and he's pretty much going to try to get what he wants every every single show, you know. We'll s- see what happens, you know. I mean, he's got two, two matches that he's managing, yeah. uh, possibly more if his client goes, you know, Kimmy, Shawhammer, and Sage Stinn. Um, he's going to be in Kimmy's corner, you know. I don't know how that's going to benefit Sage and Kenny. They're going against uh, Ray Lynn and Ruby Ray, so they got their work cut out for him, even even with Donovan in the corner. Mm. So Donovan is going to be real instrumental because he is the diva of sabotage, quote-unquote. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brian, um, what other have you had interest in like any other sports out there? I don't think there's one I don't like except for golf, you know? <laughs> so, you, you know... I mean, I'll even watch soccer, World Cup, but, you know... <laughs> yeah, I'm a big, big football fan, grew up in Texas, so, you know, that's a given. Gotcha, big gotcha. baseball, basketball fan also. You know, people seen videos of you training Thunder Rosa um, and telling her like what to do. Um, do you have like an intense training, like a training regimen for like for her to do, basically? Um, I did. Um, I'm training him right now. Yeah, she's training me now. Oh, she's... I gained a little weight over the, the winter time. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, she's um, like I'm focusing a lot of uh, on flexibility. Yeah. Man, this is, this is my, my goal is for him to do this blitz again in three years. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Wow. Blitz. Yeah, I'm not trying to be a wrestler. I'll just <laughs> stick to being old. Oh, <laughs> you're doing this blitz, bro. Yeah. 
Oh man, the splits! Oh, have you have you done the splits before? You used to be able to. Yeah. Wow. I used to be pretty flexible and everything. I used to be quite an athlete back in the Stone Age. <laughs> Come on, Brian. You're still young, man. You're still young. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. How would you um? You know, now sabotage is is coming out. You know, now in you know 2017. You know, this is well. This is the last episode for 2016 on my show. Um, do you have any resolutions for 2000, like for 2017? Both of you, like any New Year's resolutions? Um, I don't really do New Year's resolutions that much. Uh, just kind of wish that 2017 is a better year than 2016. You know, mm-hmm. been kind of a rough year for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, um, you know, even just today, you know, like, um, Carrie Fisher passed away, and, yeah. you know, like, Star Wars fan, and, you know, it just kind of brings you back, you know, like, wow, you start to realize you're getting older, and, you know, things, you just see so many people pass away, it's like, man. Yeah, from David, yeah, from David Bowie to Prince, Ricky Harris, you know, uh, Carrie Fisher, it's, yeah. it's, you know, 2016, yeah, oh, George Michael, oh my god, yeah, you know, it's been a whole year of deaths this year, so, you know, you know, death is, death is a part of life, is gonna happen, but, like, I don't know, I think 2016 was just a crazy, crazy year, you know, like, everything just hitting all at one time, but, um, I know you're an avid Star Wars fan, man, I, I have to ask you, man, what is, I'm sure, you, you know, what's your impression of Rogue One? Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I've seen it three times. You know, kind of, that's kind of low for me, but I, I have seen it three times already. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I like the Darth Vader scene at the end. Yeah. Um, I really, um, I liked them, like, not having a Jedi, so to speak, in it, and just kind of telling a story. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of felt like a spy story, but, you know, I, I pretty much enjoyed it. Yeah, there was a lot of people saying there wasn't a lot of character development there, but I was like, it's kind of hard to have character development in pretty much a war movie. But you know, I think Jen Erso's character was pretty much well developed. Um, do you do you think the anthology films? You know, you know, there's going to be a Star Wars movie every year, so you have Episode Eight next year, then the Han Solo anthology. Um, you think the anthology movies are 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 a good thing, especially after Rogue One? Um. I don't know about doing a Han Solo movie, unless you're talking about him at an older age, you know, so I don't like the CGI thing Yeah. with um, them trying to look young. I'd rather move on to like, you know, more like a, I'd, even if it was telling like a, something in between, you know, highlighting Darth Vader more, you know, mm, yeah. like as Darth Vader, yeah. kicking butt, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'd like to see something like that. I've, I've never... Be honest, I've never really been that big of a Han Solo fan. Anyway, uh, you're more of a Luke Skywalker guy. I'm more the d- d- Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Oh man, so you you like the heels all the way from the beginning, then? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh man, um, Brian, um, are you ever gonna make a trip with um Thunder Rosa to the East Coast or any other tour anytime soon? <laughs> you have to. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when we have a sabotage show on the East Coast, I'll make it over there. <laughs> I'll probably go on vacation. We need to take a vacation soon. Like, not me wrestling. Like, in my real vacation. Yeah. Know? 
Yeah, and you could even film it and put it on YouTube. I could picture it now. The Cervantes family in Wisconsin or the Cervantes family in New York City in Times Square. That would be awesome. Yeah, put everything on YouTube anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brian, um, my final question for you is, what would the Brian t- of today tell the Brian of yesterday? Um, just keep living. Keep living life, you know? Just do what you're doing. YOLO! <laughs> He's like, YOLO! <laughs> keep living, keep living. Ah, uh, man. Um, Brian, Brian and Melissa, thank you so much. Brian, um, promote Sabotage. Um, tell the fans out there when they're going to see it in 2017. Um, the next show is uh, February 18th, 2017. Mm-hmm. At the, in Los Angeles at 926 Clayla Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the following one will be May 13th in Austin, Texas. The location still t- t- to be determined. And don't forget that we have DVDs from our first show on sale. Again, uh, contact us directly on Facebook. And the, the payments are accepted on PayPal. We have a couple of them left. And we will love for everybody to see how amazing our girls are here. And... Um, all the possibilities and the great things that Sabotage can do for men's wrestling in the West Coast. Yeah. And in the Midwest and everywhere else. Yeah. Right. Hopefully, you know, Sabotage says, you know, Sabotage will come definitely to New York City one day or come to Wisconsin, you know, because it's going to blow up, man. It's going to blow up, you know. But I believe in the faith. I believe in your confidence. I just have, yeah, I just have one question for you. Who's your pick to win it all? <laughs> My pick? I have to go with the partner of your wife, Holly Dead, because I'm not going to bet against her. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> don't bet. Don't. Don't. I will not bet against Holly Dead at all. She's She's silent but violent. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. <laughs> um. Any Any final words for the fans out there? Um. Just. Just hope to see you at Sabotage. If not, you know you can follow us on. Um purchase a dvd or just start start getting involved in um watching women's wrestling you know whether it's sabotage or other follow the women from sabotage you know like ruby rays you know heather monroe we got so many of them sage sin mm-hmm. you know buy their merch you know that's how a lot of them survive mm-hmm. buying their merch supporting them that way you know yeah pro wrestling tees right like, whether it's pro wrestling tees or just going directly to them you know just, yeah you got to gotta support them you know that's the only way that they can live their dreams yeah you know because sometimes you the, the payouts are not that great and they got to make their money on merch you know? yeah make sure Either you way, so. make sure you tell them to have sizes 2xl because usually a lot of the you know you go to wrestling events they don't have 2xl so a lot of 2xls would be very helpful okay <laughs> For the big guys like me, so you know we need two XLs. Yeah. <laughs> you know they just gotta, you know, buy their merch, buy some hats, buttons, pins, anything that these girls are selling. You know, support them, support them in their dreams. You know. Yeah, supporting. That's the- they get the new merch. The I mean the new um, gear to make themselves look good and get recognized and no. things like that. You know, so I, I can't stress that enough. That's that's really important for the females and you know any wrestlers. If you want to support a wrestler. You know, buy their merch. That's that's the biggest way to support them. You know. Yeah. Right. I was just on um, prom- yeah. promote your social media as well. 
Um, you can follow us at um, on Twitter at Sabotage Wrestling. Um, uh, Instagram. On Instagram. Mm-hmm. Same Sabotage Twenty Sixteen, I think it is. Okay. Of course, when I'm, I usually have all this prepared, and when I do it myself, and I don't, <laughs> I'm always yeah giving her a bunch of crap, and now it's like when I have to do it, I don't know. Because usually I'm the guy behind the scenes, you know, preparing everything to, you know, oh here when they ask a question, here's the answer. <laughs> it's alright, so, but you know, you type in Sabotage Wrestling, you can find it on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, or Instagram. Yeah. Um. Oh, one last question, Brian. Um, who would you want? Thunder Rosa to go get in the ring with as of right now. Any particular female athlete you would like to see her in the ring against? Um, I think that's gonna happen. You know, like um, when she's facing Jazz. You know, yeah, that, that's pretty. She's facing the NWA champion. Can't get much bigger than that. You know, yeah. So um, you know, NWA goes back a long way. So that's a huge, huge opportunity. They're part of the NWA Western States Tag Team Champion. So. Imagine having two NWA belts under her, mm-hmm. under her, under her. That'd be huge. Yeah. How you feel about her against Sonia Strong, Puerto Rico versus Mexico? I mean, that's something that we've. Um, it's kind of kind of gets me because that's something I wanted to do for sabotage, maybe down the road. Yeah. You know, and somebody do it before you is like ah. You know, you're happy, but you're like oh man. Yeah. Should pull the gun on that. You know. Yeah. But remember, like Star Wars, when Star Wars came out, Empire Strikes Back, people have a lot, you know, more fonder love for it. So, you know, the second verse might be better than the first. So you never know, man. It could come to sabotage um, next time. Oh, well, yeah. If you're going to fight in uh, Sonya's backyard, maybe we'll have it in Thunder's backyard the next time, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think it's going to be an excellent rivalry, and I can't wait, man. Guys, thank you so much. You guys have been awesome. Finally have the two Cervantes together, Thunder Rosa and Brian. This is awesome. Thank you guys for... He never wanted to be on the podcast. I know. He's always like, say that. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Is that he finally did it. I appreciate it, man. And, you know, the final show of 2016, I had both of you on. And I definitely thank you for both appearing on. And you guys have always been great. Melissa, you've always been great to me, and, you know, you've always been there when I needed to talk to you. You've always been there without a hassle or a hiccup. You're on the phone with me sick with a fever and everything. You know, you don't ask for money. You don't ask for anything. You've always been so gracious. When other people out there, you don't do it, you know, they do it for money. They do it for the cash. You do it for the passion, and I just wanted to say that that I appreciate you, and I respect you, and God bless both of you, and um, Happy New Year to both of you. Thank you. You too. Thank you, guys. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks. Don't miss your chance to be a part of wrestling history when Sabotage Wrestling presents Hey Ladies, Saturday, February 18, 2017 at the UEW Arena, 926 Cleveland Avenue in Los Angeles. Doors open at 7, bell time is at 8. General mission tickets are $20, front row tickets are $30 a piece. Don't miss your opportunity to see a 16-woman tournament to crown the first ever Sabotage Champion. Participants include Heather Monroe, Delilah Doom, Kimmy Schoenhammer, and Caitlin Diamond, as well as special appearances by The Voice, Donovan Troy, and the one, the only, Thunder. Rosa. For more on this show, follow him on Twitter at Sabotage2016 and check him out on Facebook at 2016 Sabotage Wrestling. And don't forget, Austin, Texas, May 13, 2017. Sabotage Wrestling is coming to you.